Hey there, Perfect Movie listeners. This is Steven. The episode you're about to hear was released one year ago this month on the bonus disc, the Patreon feed of the two Gomers. Our Patreon subscribers, we call them Gomertrons, get brand new episodes of Perfect Movie each month, plus the result show for every movie and additional bonus apps depending on what level you subscribe at. Now that a year has gone by, we're releasing the main Perfect Movie episodes to this feed so the public can hear them. If you want to stay up to date and hear these episodes a year in advance, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash twogomers to subscribe to the bonus disc. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out Overcoming Runner's Block. That's our health podcast where we chase big goals, face our excuses, and invite a nation along for the run. You can find Overcoming Runner's Block wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, here's the episode. Happy listening. There's a long history of movie stars who, after establishing themselves in the industry, try their hand at directing. From Charlie Chaplin to Robert Redford to Angelina Jolie, it's the natural next step for some actors to step behind the camera and take more control. At times, these individuals burn the candle at both ends, acting in the films they direct. But these double-duty pullers are fewer and farther between. Smaller still is the elite group who direct themselves acting in a movie that wins Best Picture. Names on this list include Laurence Olivier, Clint Eastwood, Kevin Costner, Mel Gibson, and Silver Fox Batman himself, Ben Affleck. Missing from this latter list is America's dad, Tom Hanks. In 1996, he directed his longtime pet project, documenting the complete lifespan of a one-hit wonder pop band in the 60s, but while it earned positive reviews and holds a special place in many 90s movies fans' hearts, that special place bearing a title something around, oh yeah, that's a good movie, it never garnered the kind of Oscar buzz as a Dances with Wolves or Braveheart. Hanks, to his credit, seemed cool with it. Academy Award? Been there, done that. It was, you might say, just a thing he did. We're the two gomers. We're talking that thing you do, and this is Perfect Movie. Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. How many times in this movie are you clapping? I mean, did, oh. did, you, did you clap at all while you were watching the movie? Those... We... So we we watched it with the girls last night for okay. their first time. They were like smiling and cheering. Yep. Um, they're clapping. How many times though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what what I should have looked up uh-huh. is how many times do they play the song? That's a good question too. Oh, Kevin, our oh. guest, 
Kevin knows. He's just holding back already, but he just held six <laughs> fingers up. Kevin, do you want do you want to elaborate? Is that six full times? It's it's at least six, right? And, okay. And, mm. and uh, so I, I I don't know. I have so much to say. I, this is so much fun for me, guys. I can't tell you, but uh, but yeah, it's so much fun. So <laughs> this is this is Kevin. Kevin Bates. He's guesting today. Kevin is a friend. Um. In. It, I mean, we were connected with you and getting more and more connected with you as a listener. Yes. Um, even pre-Patreon, but then once Patreon started, you were our first ultramarathon yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. patron. This is, um, it's really neat that, I mean, I started listening to you when the guys on Stuff You Should Know said there's these two guys wow. that wow. are doing this podcast. It's about running and it's these, they call themselves the gomers and they're running mm -hmm. a marathon for the first time. And I went, Oh, I got to <laughs> find that. And so I went out and found it. And I think it was like four episodes behind. And so mm -hmm. I've been listening ever since. And I have not wow. missed wow. an episode. Um, I th and, and I was one of those clamoring for years going, dude, I just want to help pay for what you're doing. Cause you're actually, <laughs> you know, you should, you should be compensated for your art. Right. Sure. And, uh, yes. and, and I th finally found a way to, I think I paid the, my first, my first, some kind of financial investment to you guys is you said something about, you got a jaywalking ticket when you were hit by a car in Colorado right. for some amount. And I yep. think I right. somehow got a way to, you know, back back then it was you know Venmo. Venmo didn't exist, but it's mm -hmm. like you know seventy one dollars or something like that. I'm going all right. PayPal. Somehow I'm going to get yep. that amount. PayPal, yeah. Yes, so, you were one dang. of you were one of three listeners that pay that figured out a way to pay me that money exactly because yeah. they felt so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will also say, of the three of us, I was dragging my feet the most on the <laughs> Patreon. I was like, that's not gonna work. <laughs> There's no way that's gonna work. Um. So one of the one of the benefits of being such a generous patreon member and i think we've kind of lucked out because we haven't gotten any like one of the things when we were like there's this ultra marathon level and you can guest on an episode i was kind of like oh no what have we done <laughs> like, what if we get just you know what i mean a, yeah. a trouble like somebody where we're like uh -uh, we do not want this person guesting but one of the benefits of that was you get to pick a movie and guest on Perfect Movie. This is a long time coming. We were going back and forth on what you were going to pick. Right. Because you're a movie guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so finally landing on that thing you do, exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> was a really pleasant surprise to me because it's so fun. You could have picked yeah. all sorts of like heavy, yeah. important <laughs> movies and i don't think that's what this is no no i've sent you know i, I sent you my list right i mean you know a, yep. a little bit of background i mean but i was uh you know we moved from up from in washington where we where we live now down to southern california in the summer of 1984 i got off the plane like july 3rd 1984 my life changed uh you know uh, a small town kid from southwest washington ends up in orange county california in the summer of 1984 mm. and so you're dropped right down so you talk about nostalgia for all of these movies you're talking about uh so i didn't know anybody um it was kind of a it was a semi-traumatic move it kind of happened right away and you know but but you know that's that's kind of what life is i spent mm -hmm. a ton of time at the movie theaters and so you mm. find something like this 
because, you know, I watched, uh, for instance, I watched Karate Kid probably a half a dozen times that first month I was there. Uh, <laughs> because here's the thing. Yeah. I was Daniel LaRusso, man. I was moving to yeah, Southern that's California. Your story. I was that's it's your story. Of, right? It's your story, right? <laughs> and uh and just at any time there was something to do. Hey guys, you want to go to a movie? No, I don't want to go to a movie. And so you get through high school, you see a lot of movies, and then you go to college, and then your time is your own. So I worked in restaurants at night, went to school during the day, and these midday matinees just were, I'm in. I'm in, right? And so yeah. from the time I was 19 years old, I watched 50 movies a year. Uh, then yeah. I was a salesman. Wow. I traveled a lot. So I was a lot on the road a lot. And, uh, you know, our little joke was the, my mistress was my movies because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I'd see two or three <laughs> movies on it at a time. So, uh, so yeah, I have an extensive list. Yeah, for sure. And that thing you yeah. do, there's, that's cool stuff. And I like, I kind of liked how it lined up. It has been lining up first of all with, the uh, um, question. We had a question mark Common last question mark. month. Oh, brother. Question where mark, common question mark. Mm-hmm. Punctu- so the punctuation theme is strong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with this exclamation point. And also two movies in a row from, from two ultra marathoners about music. Yeah. And that feature mm-hmm. a hit pop song. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that that's, I mean, we talked about that thing you do with Jason quite a bit on yeah. the episode last time. <laughs> I've listened um, to I that. I wonder I'm going, if, oh, they're oh, pimping my movie. Though. yeah so i'm excited to talk through this one i think i wasn't counting but that was a good question to start off with anthony how many times this song plays um i i was noticing that i think it plays in full twice yeah that's something i was thinking dude like it it uh it always has like a slightly different sound you yeah. know, based on like the 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 arena they're mm-hmm. in, or the recording studio, or like like in that church, yeah. or like when they do it on the on the TV show, like it always That's has a slightly works. different yeah. feel and a yeah. slightly different edit. So sometimes yeah. they'll just play the the opening and the chorus. Yeah. You know, it's actually or, yeah. to correct myself, it is four times. It's four times okay. in full. It's okay. four. Wow. It's four times okay. in full. So and the, the, the ones that. I noticed most were mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. garage, and then the TV, the big TV time, which is the last time you hear the song. I mm. realized they were doing verse, chorus. The remember at the beginning when I can't remember the name of the 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 talent. What's that guy's oh, name? Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. When he actually does the song rundown, he's like, so it's verse, chorus, yeah. bridge, verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse. Chorus. Oh, no, wait. I think it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. Okay, you're, you're, you're taking a deep off. dive because I think yeah. that's in the extended version. Okay. Okay. Thank Which is good you stuff. for mentioning that. Which is Thank good you. stuff. Well, okay. We'll get to that when I read yes. the back of the VHS box. But I, I have a question about that also because okay. I think I accidentally watched Tom Hanks' director cut. Oh, baby, I got answers for you. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I have not watched that. I've never watched that. Dang it. Um, I did. I stumbled into it last night. I think. Um, okay. Okay, Anthony, do you want to? Should we just do that? Let's do the Gomer one sheet. Yes. Okay. And then I will read the VHS back of the VHS box, and then I'm I'm really looking forward to this trial. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And also, dude, we just got a tease. We have both been in college bands. Right. So 
we're going to need to do some college band chat, dude. Okay, great. I would love okay. to. I am in. Yep. All right. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of my week is cleared, you... so I can go as long as you guys can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's new folklore here that we have not talked about, and there's stuff from Steven's band that I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> I can't wait to talk versa. about it. Th- this this so. was an important movie to my college band. Yeah. Right. So, okay, yeah. That Thing You Do, exclamation mm. point, release yep. date, October 4th, 1996. So I would have been a senior in high school. You would have been a freshman, Steve. Freshman in college, yep. Um, what about you, Kevin? Uh, I was in, <laughs> this is, well, I, I don't know how deep we go to this, but this movie is really personal to me for a number of different reasons, uh, not the least of which is where I was in my life in mm. 1995 when this was being filmed because mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes of the movie at Erie PA that was yeah, filmed yeah. in the city of Orange and that's oh. where I grew up uh that's where wow. my high school years and so and at the time Dang. I was I was married young kids uh I was bartending at night so I would get off at 1:30 in the morning midweek uh-huh. right I would okay. drive home and I would drive through the circle where they were filming and I would see all of these star tour bands and 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 Patterson's was there and this and wow. it was awesome. Holy and, cow. Uh, it was really, really cool. And and that was like, you know, mini life stage too, because you know, it's you know, you're you're an age, you're young. Mm-hmm. You're going, man, I really actually kind of wanted to work in the movies, and I probably could have done it. I've got the contacts and all this stuff. It's like, oh, well, just drive home. Because then I had to get up the next morning and go to my real job. So it was it was a <laughs> weird time in my life that uh, that that uh, that kind of just sets the stage for this movie even before I saw it. So anyway, right. so wow. that's where I was. <laughs> okay. So you were bartending. I was in high school. Steven, you were in college. So you're um, you're ten years older than us, I think, right? Yes, correct, Kevin. Correct. Okay. Now I would say, now you just made it under the wire. I would say you're our oldest guest ever, except for <laughs> Jeff Galloway, <laughs> is on our show next week, and he's seventy eight. So yeah, okay. <laughs> just breathe a sigh of relief. You are not our oldest guest. Fish ever. you, fish you. <laughs> well, and 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 last week with Jason, he was ten years younger than us. Yeah. So we were just talking about oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we're talking yeah. about that ten-year that ten-year gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now one. we've got it the other way. That's interesting. It's 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 a it's a small gap as you get older, right? But when you think about it back then, mm-hmm. like ten years, yeah. like Jason was what thirteen when he saw a brother wear out there, and we were twenty-three right. or, or ten and twenty, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, budget for this movie twenty-six million. Gross at the box office twenty-five million U.S. So yeah, that's not super good, dude. Oh. I wonder if they thought Tom Hanks directing it, yeah, would be a bigger draw than it was. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't actually don't remember that being made a huge deal of. It was mentioned, I think, in the trailer. Hmm. He um, wanted to make this movie a long time ago, a long time before. Oh, okay. He had the thought mm-hmm. about this okay. years before, but he couldn't get financing for it, right? But then you go off a run of Big, League right. of Their Own, Sleep mm-hmm. is in Seattle, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, <laughs> Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. The dude's mm-hmm. got juice. And now finally oh. he can say, you know what? I'm going to do this. You know, it's like one for you, one for me. Let me do this. And so I think totally. that's where it was. 
by the time he was old, by the time he actually got financing to do this movie, he originally wanted to play Guy Patterson. But wow. at some point he was too old, so he switched to okay. Mr. White, which I think <laughs> is brilliant because he, I mean, he may have been, but Tom Hanks's Mr. White is a lot better than Guy Patterson. But that's this that's a mini story. It took him 15 years to get this thing moving. And uh so, yeah, so well, that's why think, he finally you, had juice. You think that's you think that's why he hired a kid that looks like yeah. Yeah. Josh Baskin to yeah. <laughs> like exactly. the young kid in big. I had to check. Yeah. To make sure that that wasn't Tom Everett Scott in right. big because <laughs> this kid looks like the middle of Josh yep. Baskin young and Josh Baskin old. Well, to bring this full circle, you're just going 10 year, 10 year, 10 year, right? You got Tom right, Hanks 10 true. years back. You've got Thomas Everett Scott 10 years back. You got big. So yeah. that ties yep. it all together. Yep. I mean, you know, you're looking for uh, st- life, life stage. Place yep. to stage. That's so, cool. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and. Yeah. And there was that I, I saw in one of the like the interviews of Tom Everett Scott that he said that Rita Wilson was the one that was like, no, this is the guy. Yeah. Huh. Like, Interesting. So, yeah. Because like you know, like the, he read and it went well, but I guess I guess Rita was the thing that put him over the edge. So maybe she was like, ooh la la. She's yeah. got a you type. Know, like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> you know, it's like like that scene with her and him. Yes. You know, is like. You know, almost like she's like, I'm with young Tom Hanks right now well, at the there bar. There's chemistry in that scene. There's yeah, some weird totally. chemistry between <laughs> totally. Rita Wilson and that guy. <laughs> For sure. So, but I'm, I'm, I don't, I didn't hear anything that Tom Hanks was like disappointed about this low box office or Mm-mm. like I literally didn't hear a single thing that this was a bummer. So yeah. when I wrote no. those numbers down on the one sheet, I was like, interesting. Like, cause yeah. I didn't hear that as a lead. Uh, so it's a cult classic. It's a this cult classic. This is part of what makes a it a cult yeah. classic. Yep. Right. Yeah. It w- I just seem like a bigger hit than that. But, anyways, it did uh, was nominated for one Academy Award for best song. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the "You Must Love Me" from Evita by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, which is cheating. Won. That's cheating. Yeah, you can't you can't put Madonna up you against. Th- well, and you throw in <laughs> an extra song to Evita when you make it a movie. That's cheating. Well, no. do you think so? Because I mean, the, everybody does that, right? When you move a musical from the stage to right. the screen, the only way to win an award is if there's an original song in that sure. movie. Sure. So, mm. I mean, and that's not even close to the best song in Evita. But that's that's my that's is, my uh, issue, right? When they yeah. add them, they they never they never get to Andrew Lloyd Webber's original thought process when he was doing Evita in the first place. So that's, that's why it's I kind of didn't like it. Maybe it's just sour, bur- sour grapes. Again, this is one of my top five movies of all time, so I'll always right. say that they should have won. <laughs> I, will, I, I think that thing you do has stood the test of time, yeah, for certainly. sure. Oscar or no, everybody yeah. knows oh, that 100%. How, yeah. wait, I don't even know You Must Love Me, dude. I'm sorry. I still get no, chill bumps it, when I think about the, that, that, that stuff. I can barely remember the tune about You Must Love Me. <laughs> you must. Okay, this, I, I mean, you it, must it is so bland me. and dumb. Yeah, that's it's it. bland. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, they should they should this they should go back and fix that in post. Via <laughs> um, DeLorean, the, the ninety seven Oscars need to change in that at least. Um, okay, other movies released around the same time, and this puts me solidly in senior year of high school. Independence yeah. Day, which Stephen, you and I saw in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Twister, which I still friggin' love. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, Eddie Van Halen. The Rock. Wait, is that Paxton or Pullman? Dang it. Paxton. That's Paxton. Bill Paxton. And okay, Eddie, uh, And uh, Van Halen was the score. Uh, Eddie Van Halen did the score for that movie. <laughs> oh, for that's twi- right. <laughs> And there's all that. 
Oh, what are you <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, I just sang Perfect Storm. I'm sorry, I just sang you did. Perfect oh, Storm. Shame on you. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm yeah. sorry, but that score rules too. It's also a natural um, disaster. It's okay. Yeah, that's yep, true. And it's rock phonic, which is funny because <laughs> The sure. Rock was another movie of oh, that boy. year. That's me and That has a rock phonic score too. No, that, wait. Oh, wait, that sounded like. That, that, that sounded, sounded like the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's right. all the same. Yeah. It's all the same song, right? <laughs> it is all the same. To the song. untrained ear like me, Anthony's Anthony's figuring it out right now. <laughs> I, that, I think I think that was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. It was. You, it I gotta watch rock. rock again. That is so good. Oh, it's so <laughs> that good. Friggin' rules, dude. Nicholas, those green balls <laughs> of like. Careful with those green balls. <laughs> My favorite part is when the safe is dropped on that guy's head. And he's obviously <laughs> dead, but his foot keeps moving. And Nick Cage <laughs> asked Sean Connery, is that normal? <laughs> is that this is normal? a good line. <laughs> totally. Plus me Thank and Chad. Thank you, Nicolas Cage. Me and Chad's freshman year crush um, from the Park Oh, Nicolas Cage's wife in that movie was your crush, yeah, I remember. Vanessa um, Marcel. Me and Chad. And yeah. she ended up right. in Parenthood. And she was the wife in Parenthood. No, um, that's, that's from... Um, nope. Yep, that's from Con Air. Con Air, you're right. You're that right. That lady's yes. in Con Air, Con Air. You're but right. that's uh, I never knew that until I watched Con Air again. I was yep. like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Any any other from the movies at that time? I mean, Mr. Holland's Opus, you know, is my dad. Love you, Dad. I know he's listening. Yeah. Um, we talk and, about uh, this list a lot. I mean, I'm yeah. surprised that only on this list is Independence Day that we've done. Yeah. But we did mention Fargo last time, and then we had a, a long Mr. Holland's Opus chat. Um, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we did skip Star Trek First Contact. I mean, that's me and Chad going to Del Italia, crab salad mm-hmm. and Italian sandwiches. Um, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 93% critic, 78% audience. 93% critic, that's, that's really good. People good. like this movie a lot. It's, yeah. uh-huh. I've hardly met anybody who would be like, ew, that thing you do, yuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would interested in the people that the seven percent that said, nah, what 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 do they like? Right? What do you like? Well, they're probably they probably don't like fun. Probably right. I mean it's just so it's such an easy movie to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I, I quoted down at the bottom of the one sheet, uh Gene Siskel said it was a breezy, sweet, funny movie of no importance. Um <laughs> I kinda totally. like that. That's a pretty that's, I, I like do that. too. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> he like he and he, he, so I watched the Aaron and I watched um, Siskel and Ebert this morning of that episode mm-hmm. just for fun. Yeah, and like basically their take on it was that it was frothy, fun. They really enjoyed it. Didn't remember very much about it because it didn't move them. The thing that they kind of were critical of was that this was Tom Hanks' like first big thing, you know, first big solo project. Yeah, and they're like, he didn't make any sort of statement with it. He didn't, you know, like I think they were mm-hmm. expecting something more like artsy. You know, like, yeah, you get to do sure. a passion project. But I, I think it actually says a lot about Tom Hanks that his passion project was something fun, which is something yep, nostalgic for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Um, let me read the guess what, guys. Oh, oh boy. glorious. Oh, I love it. It's picked beautiful. it up. Picked yes. it up. I've got the VHS actual one. <laughs> this is I mean, I used to we, this. I This was a big I was telling Anthony before you came on, Kevin. A in heavy rotation yeah. at my house with my roommates in college, mm-hmm. who were all we were also all in the same ska worship band. Yeah. 
So part of the, I think we we probably watch this movie once a week for yeah. two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've seen this movie like 80 times. Yeah, that's wow. we're probably pushing at that in the Bates household too for for top to bottom since I've seen it. Yeah. For me at least. So I was, I was texting my my college roommates Tim and Tom last night about it and asking them, "Okay, I think there were four or five movies that we watched nonstop. This one, that thing you do, Empire Records, another Liv Tyler." Yep. And we watch so much. And Embry, what's the guy's name? Ethan Isn't Embry. He in it too? Yeah. Ethan Embry's Ethan in Embry. it also. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mystery Men. Oh, oh right. So the Mystery good. Men with Ben Stiller. The, so the most good. 90s looking grungy. <laughs> so good. Janine Garofalo movie you've ever oh, seen. Oh, my in your gosh. Life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and um, uh, well, there's your tie back to, uh, oh, brother, where, or no, Fargo. Sorry. Um, right. Bill, yep. What's his name? So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, oh, grumpier old men. For uh-huh. some reason, we watch grumpier old men. Okay. Love. So much. Uh-huh. Um, and Spinal Tap. Those were like our Monday through Friday. Yeah. We would just come home from whatever job we were working at or school or whatever and watch those movies. Yep. Anyways. Make sure the th- movies rewound is, so you can start it right away. <laughs> exactly. Th- this VHS that I'm showing the screen right now is like it was it was like a huge blast from the past and you'll notice that Tom Hanks is yeah pro- I mean he is the money maker right even yeah, on the totally. cover of this VHS right. <clears throat> yeah 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 and I mean a close second is Liv Tyler sure <laughs> right who cares about these other four more right right <laughs> well if you look back like at 1996 yeah. That was that. That's the uh, you know that that's the ranking right there. That's yep. the ha- mm. that's the hanking ranking. That's the Hank's ranking. So uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Liv Tyler, when is Armageddon? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Summer of ninety eight is Armageddon. Okay. And uh, but again, she uh, was she, she was Steven Tyler's daughter. So you had yep. that, mm-hmm. and so she was in videos and all that kind of stuff. So she was up and coming too. Yeah. Uh, and shortly Lots after that, lots of Lord up of the and comers. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Let me read the back of this. Actual VHS. Undeniably fun. That's Los Angeles Times. Okay, and here we go. Right the start. It says, two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks. 1994, Best Actor Philadelphia. 1995, Best Actor Forrest Gump. That's the list you were listing before, Kevin. Yep. Lead up to this, right? Writes, directs, and co-stars in this refreshing, big-hearted comedy that captures the overnight triumph of an American rock band in the glory days of rock and roll. Guy never dreamed that when he agreed to play drums for a local rock band, it would be the start of an amazing and crazy adventure. But one month later, after a Playtone Records executive, Hanks, second mention of Hanks on on the back of this box, signs the group, they're catapulted to fame as the wonders when their signature tune that thing you do skyrockets to the top of the charts. Packed with original music evoking the film's colorful era, this lovingly crafted pop fable, Entertainment Weekly, co-stars hot newcomer Liv Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I think they mean hot in like... Yeah, yeah. You like know, she's, she's like, hot. Like not, yeah, not attractive, but like she's... Right, like exactly. Rocking Ingenue. the charts. She's Ingenue. climbing the charts too. Yeah, Yeah, she is climbing the charts. It is a little odd, though, that they say hot newcomer. Um, 1996, good news, it's in color. 105 minutes. Mm. 
okay. which is a nice length for a yeah. poppy movie like this. Right. That's why last night I was like, why is this so long? Yeah. Oh. Because I accidentally rented on Apple TV mm-hmm. Tom Hanks director cut. Oh. Two hours and 27 minutes. 39, yeah, what? 39 Are extra you... minutes, yeah. Yeah. 39. And you can feel those 39. Yeah. You can oh, feel every man. one of them. Right. Um, There's a reason so why it was cut down. Uh, I mean, if you ever need a reason for a good editor, this is a great example because it did not feel as right. breezy to me. Right. Right? Um, so... I need to probably rewatch again the hour forty seven is or hour forty five or whatever yeah. this is. Um, now there was a lot of cool insight, like this thing that I just mentioned, where he actually does the the song rundown. Yeah. Um, all right, should we listen to the trailer? I'm assuming there's a lot of that thing you do in it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. We bow. In unison, and we're off the stage before the applause dies out, right? Do you have your pick? Right here. All right. Keep these with you. Put them on, put them on, put them on. There you go. You guys look great in red. Have I told you that yet? Let's give a big welcome to the latest addition to the Big Zero Galaxy of the Stars. Go, 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 Doing that thing they do. movie this is awesome is that is that worth all the money you've given <laughs> the great frothy movie that's, that's... <laughs> you get to see a, you get to see a lacroix crack live <laughs> spindrift dude spindrift. oh spindrift my bad and what what flavor you got there blackberry so Sweet. good yeah. our costco's out of spindrift the other day so i had to get something called waterloo and uh oh, I don't interesting know I don't yep, know if my, uh, I don't drink this stuff, but I don't know if my kids have forgiven me yet, but we'll see. Oh, okay. man. <laughs> yeah, when I go to Sam's Club, it's kind of a crapshoot what's going to be there, mm-hmm. right? We I, I got some La Croix the other day in large amounts, of course, because of my second fridge, my new second fridge. Hey. <laughs> and it's black raspberry. Huh? And it, uh-huh. Raz is spelled with those two Zs. Yep, yep. That means it's cool. I guess. <laughs> and for uh, uh, actually, it just kind of all tastes the same. So who who even cares? 
I just can't do lemon. <laughs> Lemon's the one I really can't do, dude. The limoncello, like, that one? Uh, I don't like that one either. Just tastes like okay. soap. Lemon LaCroix, can't do it. Sorry. I prefer dudes. the limoncello to it. Oh, okay. To the regular lemon. Um, Anthony's a four. He has to be different than us all. So that's got to be. Which, dude, Jimmy is 100% four, dude. dude. Oh, my God. Dude. Like, yes. <laughs> when, well, I mean, yeah. why, do, why do you say that, Anthony? No, I felt because, that like, too. Yeah, like when he leaves, when he leaves the band and he, you know, uh-huh. breaks the contract at the spoiler alert at the end, yep. uh, he's like, it's got to be about the music. It's got to be about the purest form of the music, man. I'm not in it for the money. You know, he's like, I quit. I quit. That snappy quit song. I quit. Yep. Totally. I quit, Mr. White. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He's such a four. Like, yes, definitely. Yep. Yep, and Lenny's the seven in the band, for sure. Sure, 100%. absolutely. Dude, I love Steve Zahn. I love that dude. I mean, Me too. In, in, uh, I mean, Diarrhea of a Wimpy Kid. I can't, Diarrhea, Diarrhea, it just always comes Diarrhea out. of a Wimpy Kid, yes. Diarrhea of a Wimpy Kid. He's the dad, right? He's yep. so awesome. He, he has actually become the dad. Yeah. I yeah. think. Like, he's totally. the dad. And he's a dad in Daddy Daycare and rules mm-hmm. in that movie. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. It's him, Eddie Murphy, and um, Jeff from Career Enthusiasm are the three right. dads yes, that do Daddy yeah. Daycare. Yeah, right. And he is the, the scene stealer in that movie. Right. He's so good. Okay. And well, I got two others for you when you go. go I've, ahead. I've got one more, which is a net, stupid Netflix movie called Tall Girl. Okay. And he is the dad of okay. a very tall girl, and the mom is Angela from The Office. Okay. Mm. So he's the dad <laughs> in that one. And I'm like, he just is kind of, is he the go-to now? Yeah. Kind of, I, I don't even know what adjective to use for him. Right. Kind of like weird dad. Yeah. Wacky. Wack, he is wacky, you know? isn't he? <laughs> well, he, he's grown up, right? He's been around for a long time. There's two things yep. that I appreciate him. You guys uh, know my proclivity for bourbon. Not that I'm a, a heavy drinker, but I like bourbon. Sure, uh, there's yep. a movie out there. It's a documentary called Neat, N-E-A-T, Neat. Okay. And, uh, and he plays a little part in that, which is just a really neat, sweet documentary about the history of bourbon and everything. And I cried three times because of history and stuff, which is really cool. But also <laughs> there's a... Cool. There's a there's a movie. It's an. It's just a sweet movie. So there's a movie in 2009 that flew under the radar, but it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Called A Perfect Getaway. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. And it's a perfect getaway. It's he's in it. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, who's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like um, him. And uh, and who's the gal from all the Resident Evil? Uh, uh, Mila Jovovich or whatever yeah. her name is. Right. Uh, that is a sleeper. It is incredible, and Steve Zahn is in that. He's a main character in that. He's what he's the. It's the honeymooning couple that goes to an island, and there's like some shenanigans that go on, and it's a thriller. Okay. So, it's fantastic, oh. and you've got to see that. It's it's so Steve's good. On. Hey, wasn't that our fan? I mean, we yep. we discovered him, and you've got mail. He's amazing, and you've yep. got mail. That's right, right. Of course, he's so he's the killer. Funny. I'm ashamed I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I've. I've never not liked Steve Zahn. That yeah, that's totally. a that's a high high praise for an actor, right? He, yeah. Everything I've ever seen him in, I think he rules and is the best part of it. Even yeah. in motion capture as the as an ape in one of the Planet of the Ape movies, uh, he was in as well. Um, oh, 
The second okay. or third one, the, the most recent ones with Andy Serkis, uh, he was in one of those two. I can't remember what it was. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, he was, I think he's the guy with like the, the beanie. He's the monkey with the beanie. In the third uh, yeah, of the yeah, Apes, and exactly, he's really yeah. he's you're right, he's, he's good. really he's good. Steve's on. He's, he's Steve's really on. good in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't found one we don't like with Steve's on. All right, let me go through the rules. Steve's on, maybe he's a maybe he's an evidence to yeah. a perfect movie. Even Tall Girl is good because Steve's <laughs> on. Okay, um, okay, so this is how it works. We pick a movie that we love. That thing you do, exclamation point, was actually on my list before you suggested it. So I do love this movie. When we have a guest, they will often bring a movie in too. And then we act as its defense counsel and present evidence. When a guest comes in, they get some evidence, we get some evidence. Um, and then we attempt to prove to you, the listener, and to one another that the movie is perfect. When we're done, Anthony gets a vote, I get a vote, and our listeners get a vote. If 75% or more of our listeners vote yay, and both Anthony and I vote yay, then that's a perfect movie. I will send this VHS through <laughs> space, a wormhole maybe, interstellar wormhole, maybe. Ooh, but it would ha ooh. also have to be time travel because it's a, not only far, far away, it's a long time ago that Jabba the Hutt is, right? Right. So I'd ha uh, that's, that's going to be tricky. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you're right. Right. He's on, can figure it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Steve, how are we hey, going to do this? Steve. Or <laughs> so, this movie hey, was the same, the same year as uh, Star Trek First Contract, uh, First Contact with time travel. You can figure something out. We'll work it out. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, Darn. so I will con... <laughs> who, who time travels in First Contact? They all do. Is they it... go back. Because yep. they, the Vulcans, they had the First Contact. Yeah. Yep. And then oh. Vul the uh, so Vulcans make contact with humans, yeah, because uh, the guy, uh, uh, what's his name? That'll do for Big Babe. Do. Yeah, from uh, Babe. That from the guy Babe. from I can't, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Deep Impact. Who wears that? He also wears a little cap, also just like Steve, Steve Zahn's cap in the Planet of the <laughs> <Yeah>. Apes. <laughs> He's also wearing that same hat. Yeah, yeah Cromwell. Who's Who's also yeah. in one of my top ten movies of all time, uh, L.A. Confidential, but that's a different podcast. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> um, but does but First Contact is not one where they're all all the Star Trek is together, right? That's no. only no, no, no. generations. That's generations. Generations, yeah. Right, generations where those two old ladies almost fought in yeah. front of me mm -hmm. when I went about who right. the best captain was. Um, and that was an, <laughs> that was an odd that was an odd number Star Trek, so it was not good. Right. First okay. Contact, yeah. Um, so maybe I could give this to Captain Picard, who could take it back and give yeah. it to Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> he would watch this movie, and I really think that this would change something in Jabba the Hutt. It's so fun. Well, he likes music, right? He likes music. <laughs> Perfect. He loves music. <laughs> Especially in the extended cut. He really loves music. Um, uh, so and then Jabba the Hutt would watch this. He would be converted. Eventually, he would become a good guy instead of a bad guy. But too late. Grown up, Princess Leia strangles <laughs> him. And but he does have that deathbed conversion, so it works. So that's our goal to save the universe, one perfect film at a time. Okay. So, Kevin, I would like you to start with okay an exhibit. Okay. I what, have, why, why do you think this movie is perfect? One of my first ones has, I will just, um, I will just, uh, 
expand on what we're talking about as far as casting, though. This is perfect casting. Mm, Absolutely yeah. perfect casting. Um, the four members of the group uh, are just yep. so good. And it, it, so if you just start with those four members of the group, okay? When COVID hit, you guys know, you guys remember there was this rash of, hey, let's get together and have an online party to support uh-huh. musicians, right. whatever. These four guys had a watch party for that oh, really? thing you do. And it's out there right now. It's out on like the Wonders on YouTube? Uh, YouTube channel. And okay. you see these four guys watching this movie in the background, right? Because you can't have the movie playing because of copyright and all that kind of stuff. But these guys, it's like a watch-along party, like a Rift uh-huh. Tracks. I don't know if you guys know what Rift Tracks are, but yeah. it's oh. like a watch-along party. And these guys are interacting and telling stories about the filming of this movie. And they just interact so well now. You can tell huh. their friends still. And That's they were so telling fun. stories about how Tom Hanks was telling them, uh, teaching them how to be actors. And and there's like a little one there where they said, yeah, remember that one day when we were late to filming and we were all late and, and all that kind of stuff. And Hanks pulled us aside in a trailer and he said, all right, listen, guys, you're the star of this movie. And this is the last time you will ever be late to a set. All of these people are here waiting for you to film. Mm. When you don't show up, Everybody, right? And so you could tell that they that those four guys took that and they've never been late to a movie set since, right? Wow, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and just in Tom Hanks is perfect. The whole movie, just we know these movies, you think that the record executive is going to be a bad guy. You're waiting the entire movie, waiting uh-huh. for him to be the bad guy. Yeah, that's true. But he never right. is. He mm-hmm. never is. You're totally he's right. never the bad guy. And uh, he may manipulate it a little bit, but he's never the, he doesn't he never comes off as the bad guy. Um, and then just who, all the who is the bad guy in this movie? Is there's it, no bad is it Jimmy? guy. I think Jimmy. the closest to it is Jimmy because he's well, he's a semi antagonist. But but the that's, whole point that's of a, a better one, word for it. Yeah, the whole the whole point of the movie is a one hit wonder, right? And so you yeah. know how it's going to end. Uh, so somebody has to kind of be the bad guy because here's the thing. Yeah. TV player, he went to Disneyland. He never showed up either, so he could kind of be a bad guy. Uh, Steve, Steve, uh, you know, Lenny didn't come back from from uh, or, or no, he he did come back from Vegas, but but he was gone. He you know he he didn't yeah. follow up either. So he missed the but, recording. He he was in he missed the recording. Contract. Yeah, missed the recording. Yep. But so many other just ancillary uh, you know and cameos and the I mean you know if you blink and miss it, you'll miss Brian Cranston as Gus Grissom. Oh um, right. Yeah, right! My eyes flew wide open. I did yeah, not blink. Yeah. I was like, "Boing!" Which is crazy because this is right around the time when "From the Earth to the Moon" was was being made. That that uh-huh. miniseries that Tom Hanks was doing about the flight to the moon. And oh, Brian right. Cranston was that also HBO? played. Yeah, Brian okay. Cranston also played. I think Ed White in that one or something. So it was really weird. Okay. And, and and of course Peter Scolari, who's just his buddy from Bosom Buddy days, and he mm-hmm. threw him in there. Just so many really good. You know, Kevin Pollack, Charlize Theron, I mean, just even little throwaway movies. Uh, Guy's dad, um, the the the, the oh, initial yeah, record recording guy. He's All a these guy. guys are Tom Hanks guys that he uses yep. in Apollo 13 and From the Run. Earth to the Moon and all this stuff. It's just it's just so yep. it's just perfect casting. I mean, it's just so, so good. Who's yeah, that? Where did you recognize that guy from? Brother. Where, where's that, where did you recognize Guy's dad from, Anthony? No, I'm just saying he's like a that guy. Oh, a that he, he, guy. He's, you know yeah, he's a character actor. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a that yeah. guy. He's a that yeah, guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Lots of those guys. Yeah, the, but, uh, you know. I mean, but yeah. Ron Howard's brother, though. I mean. Oh, he's there, too. Yeah. Well, who's Classic. That? He's the DJ at the jazz station. Oh. Says, uh, oh. 
yeah. And at the end of the extended version that you, uh, that you, uh, the end of the extended version that you accidentally watched, Stephen, yeah. he's the DJ. Yeah. Okay. I did not one, know that he was Ron the, Howard's brother. Right. The one that asks them like the questions and all they do is like say, hey, hi. <laughs> Wait. Right. <laughs> no, that no, no, no. DJ. That, no? no. That's Paul Feig, who is also oh. a famous director. Oh, that's no. Paul Feig? Yeah, it sure is. Hey, right oh, on, uh, you know, again, uh, 1070. Yes, yeah, that, that's Paul Feig. Okay. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Howard is the, you know, that jazzy 101 uh, little thing to say, hey, guys, you know, how'd you get your start? Who'd you like? Oh, and they go, you the know, bald going, guy. Yeah, the bald guy. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah, Ron Howard's, Del Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard. Yes, he's always bald. Yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. so that's him. I gotcha. Yeah, so that's yep. Clint Howard, too. So um, perfect totally. casting. That's that's oh. that's exhibit A right there. Yep. Okay, I totally concur on that. I mean, with the casting is a person that, like we've already mentioned, looks exactly like Tom Hanks from Big. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, I think even Giovanni Ribisi, like yes. he ends up coming in, in uh, Saving Private so, Ryan like two years later. So good. So good. And he is so funny good. in this movie. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Just that yep. little throwaway thing where he comes in with his broken arm and that person bumps into him and he goes, ah, yeah. ah, ah. The, the oh, thing that I love about Giovanni Ribisi's character, it's it's similar to what you think is going to happen with Tom Hanks is this is going to be trouble, right? right. He kind of comes in and they're all like, Chad's here. Oh, this is really awkward. Yeah. And it's Chad? actually not a problem. Chad? Who's Chad? Right, exactly. Uh -huh. He's actually like he actually is fine with it. Then he goes and gets a job at Patterson's and yeah. I think starts dating his well, sister. Is that the connotation? Because yeah, if it is, that's, that's what funny. I thought. You don't <laughs> yeah. you don't know that for sure, but 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 the sister's kind of like kind of mousy, kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know. And so, but one of my favorite things they do in movies, I'll leave till later, but I would love to see how Giovanni, how Chad's character ended up with uh, with the uh, guy's sister. So that would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's you know, awesome. let me let me throw this in there with casting too. Well, I mean, Rita Wilson, amazing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and Colin Hanks was in there. So yeah, like was his he first, his, Very briefly. He, he uh, is like one of the dudes that's like escorting one of the women. Uh, like there was a woman that was, oh, maybe, was it Liv Tyler? Yeah. This is the big Hollywood showcase. Liv Faye no. shows up. Colin walks her up the steps. That's yeah. it. oh, it's okay. very briefly, very briefly. Wow, that's cool. You didn't know who yep. that was in 96, right? But now you know who right. he is. Right. Just right. because no. he's Colin Hanks. Yeah. Yes. It was great in The um, Offer, that uh, series about mm -hmm. The Godfather. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the thing I was going to say also about casting, though, is the the way that they're able to actually play music. So yeah. all these do like the like at the the first when they do the competition and win a hundred dollars, like that's actually them playing. It's always them playing, right? Right. So like now it's right. overdubbed. I'm assuming, yeah. right? Like it's not. Yeah. I don't think it we're sounds hearing too good. them live. It sounds too good. But I mean, Anthony, you're in my one of our biggest beefs with movies. Yeah. And it, actually they kind of do this when um, Lenny is playing the saxophone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and they're on, <laughs> on the movie yep. set and they're obviously not playing. Yep. It, I love that scene because it, it's a good dichotomy towards when they're actually playing and they're really either faking it really well. Mm -hmm. I, I actually can't tell if they know how to play or if they've just been through well, guitar 
Well, they spent oh, they yeah. spent about three months together rehearsing oh, okay. and learning their instruments just so they could learn how to interact as a band. Yeah. There was no expectation that they'd have to play the music, but okay. or, or it's not wasn't going to be them that was going to do it. It was just studio musicians, you know. And you know, they could, you it. know, you get the wrecking crew; they could do anything for you. But uh, but yeah. no, but, but they were able to play instruments well enough to know uh, that they they could at least pull it off. So. They do. Well, I mean, so it that looks was, great. Yeah. That was the it thing with Tom real. Everett Scott, though, is, um, you know, Tom Hanks said this in an interview that I saw, like, you can't fake the drums. Right. Like, yep. you right. can't, like, all those kind of, like, jazzy riffs that he does, like, even in the final yep. scene when he's recording with Del Paxton, like, his ultimate yeah. right. hero. Yeah, you're right. Like, he yeah. looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. So, so he has to know at least, at least a, a little bit of what he's doing, so. Yeah. That's, yep. that's just uh, a different element of the casting that I just think was awesome, so. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I was surprised that I didn't remember that Furiosa was in this, right? Like that. Oh, yeah. Now I can't remember. What's her name? Shoot. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron, who looks like 18. Yeah. Uh-huh. In this movie, like it's bonkers. Um, yeah. But I, you were you were mentioning Brian Cranston and, and I was just like, what? What? It's one of those movies. Yeah. Where it's either packed with up and comers, mm-hmm. or a Rita Wilson, or a, like all of Tom Hanks's friends, relatives yeah. and friends are in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did he. I think the only other movie that he ever directed was Larry Crown. Right. Tom Hanks mm. is not a big director. Right. He's he a big producer. A yeah. 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 Yes. Um. And I don't think that movie made any money either. No. And it also feels like it kind of disappeared. And rightfully so. It wasn't that good. You no, know, that was, it's not That was the good. one that was kind of based on a semi-true story where the guy went back yeah. to work to Starbucks to launch his dream job or something. To ba- and, and then tr- he goes back to college and, and who Julie was it? falls in it love was, with the professor, some, Julia whoever Roberts. Whoever the star, was whoever the Julia ingenue Roberts? of the day. Julia yeah, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yep. Maybe, yeah, or something Don't like they that. They ride a motorcycle together in there. They ride a motorcycle. Yeah. That's, that's on the front. That's on the poster, yeah. too. That's why okay. I remember it. Blockbuster oh, days. Actually, it's, not, it's not that cool. It's a moped. Or maybe it is cool. Maybe it's a Vespa. So maybe it is yeah. cool. So. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connolly, they were not. They were riding <laughs> a, a moped through the college campus. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. Well, that's a great. That's a, can, uh, can I chunk in with my? Uh, I have one piece of evidence because I figured you'd be listing some <laughs> that I already had. Um, but uh, it's actually my favorite scene in the movie, and I think one of the scene one of uh, the one of the scenes that brings me the most joy in any movie Ooh, is. I think we might have the same one, bro. Okay, that would be awesome. It's when let, let's see what you have written. I can't hearing, read it. Shoot, is it the radio? Hearing each other part? on the radio for the first hearing time. Hearing each other on the radio. That's the Vicksburg with Drive Faster. WJET hit time ten minutes past the hour. Hey, here's something new. A local Erie band's got a new record out. Just won the Mercyhurst Talent Show a couple of weeks ago. Yes, this that was my evidence zone. too, bro. Oh, so I'm not sure I'm there that this movie is perfect, but. That's because you watch the extended version. That, that yeah. could be, ruined me. <laughs> totally but did. I do think that that is a perfect scene. I th- yes. that's up there, maybe in my top ten scenes of any movie. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I was doing a little reading on it. it sounds like it might have been improvised that 
Tom Hanks just said, "What? how would you feel if this happened? And you get mm. kind of the whole city of orange yeah. mm. to play around <laughs> with as a sandbox in this scene. Um, yeah. That that is a little bit hard for me to believe because it is so good. Um, but I can see maybe once they all are together in the store, that he just let the camera roll and just let them be goofy kids yeah. who finally got like their dream has come true. Right. It's mm-hmm. kind of this first half an hour of the firm thing where yep. it's all wish fulfillment and the ball hasn't dropped yet. Yeah. Where you can just fully immerse yourself in that scene. They are bolting down the street. Yeah. I yeah. love that when like Liv Tyler's bolting down the street and the headphone falls out. Yes. And then she has They're, to like the, find it. And no, then, you're exactly right. Their headphones keep popping out. Yeah. And they leave yeah. that in, right? It's it's yes. the bass player is listening to the wrong station, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like she's like, yeah. dude. <laughs> And a little insight to that is the only the only one percent thing that I have that I have a problem with that scene is because I know the city of Orange, and so when she's yeah. running this way, she's not actually running that way. But I could put that aside. Oh, that's funny. Because that's funny. here's the thing: he was at the Army Navy surplus store. Okay, oh, right. the Army Navy surplus store is about 200 yards from the place that they actually used as Patterson's appliance store. Okay. So even as a resident of Orange, you go, no, that's a 200-yard run. That's exactly uh-huh. what they're going to do. They're going to run that far. Yeah. Um, my favorite part about that whole scene, and it's a blink and you'll miss it, mm. is when TV player and Faye get run into guys Patterson, guy, Patterson's appliance. And he slips. They, he wipes his feet. Oh, he does? He wipes oh, that's his funny. feet like he's being polite walking in. <laughs> oh, he that's wipes super his polite feet. Kid. It is yeah. so funny, and it's just so he's a good. good boy. But uh, but yeah, it's but he he wipes his feet, which is just adorable. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting because we were watching this together last night, me, Jessica, and Jack, and we're just all laughing. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think you're laughing during that scene because it's funny. Even though yeah. there are funny parts like the one you just mentioned, it it is funny when he when Lenny kisses the. Cardboard, cardboard cutout <laughs> yeah. of that that yeah. woman. Yep. But we weren't laughing because it was funny. It was pure joy. You, you, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? There's a difference yep. when you're so okay. happy. I, I, okay. You just use words, Stephen. I hope you can see them right here. <laughs> Look right underneath my finger. Can you see uh-huh. it? Pure joy. All pure caps. Joy. I see it. it. Yeah. Pure joy. I mean, it is. It is just such a. It is such an incredible scene. You cannot help but smile, right? If you, mm-hmm. you just you're if it was an extended scene longer than the length of the movie, right? You know, it's that's the first time that they play the song in full from beginning to end. That's oh, not the workout. Yeah. That's not the workout, right? right? Yeah. So you know, a, an important scene is when they're rehearsing in the garage, it's mm-hmm. a very slow song because it's supposed yep. to be a ballad. And then they go one, two, three, and Guy kicks it off as an up-tempo number at the talent show. Mm-hmm. And yep. remember, they freak out. They go, no, no, wait, it's too fast. It's mm-hmm. too fast. No, 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 it's great. Go, go, go. It's not a ballad. It's an up-tempo number. Jimmy was wrong. It's an up-tempo number. That's what we did. So you don't really get it in its perfection and completely worked out. But even that scene is they're working the song out from beginning to end at the talent show. Yeah. And then you hear it in full. for the, it, it's just, And it's just such joy. There's yeah, so I much see. hope there. And and when and and it, this isn't just a in this day and age, we really need something that's happy and joyful. It's just joyful. It's just yep. you know, why wouldn't you want the best for 
Why wouldn't God want the best for his kids? Why wouldn't you want uh-huh. the best for people? And it's just so, right. it's so much fun to see that stuff. You, you feel totally proud of concur. them in that yeah. moment. You feel y- you're relieved because you can feel the fact that they've been listening for days and days. Yeah. Um, they, they have that conversation. Maybe we were ripped off about this. Yeah. Um, and they're just, I know they're not kids, these actors, and they're not even supposed to be kids in the movie, right? They're supposed to be in their early 20s. Right. Um, but they're just, there's a bunch of, like, it's very a youthful thing, and it just feels good. I, I, I don't think that's a bad exhibit to put, right? That it just right. feels good, and it has never not felt good to yeah. me to watch that scene. Yep. Yep. Absolutely perfect <laughs> scene, dude. Um, yeah. Dude, just totally being a four for a second, but I remember... Hearing myself on the radio for the first time, dude. When was that? So they played the, uh, was you know, the All-State. It wasn't called mm-hmm. All-State in Wisconsin. The State Honors. Okay. Right? So we played the State Honors Orchestra. And they played the high school on, you know, um, the, the, the public radio. Like the concert. Yeah. yeah. And like I remember listening to it at my mom's house. And I was like, my solo was coming up. Carnival right. Overture, Dvorak. There was it was an E flat. I was like, "That's me, dude!" <laughs> you I ran around. The radio, you, dude. you ran around town grabbing your other orchestra mates. W E R N Madison. <laughs> so I do. I I remember that moment actually. I um, I remember it too. Not that moment, but and it was. I don't think this is as cool, but uh, Catalyst. Yeah. This worship ska band I was in in college. With my fr- my roommates Tim and Tom and others, including Jessica, played the flute in this, yep. in this band and sang backup. Um, we our song was played on WWIB, yeah, one hundred three seven, I think, in Eau Claire Christian radio station. And the interesting thing was we were we were saying when we hear that we will respond like. The wonders do. Yes. And so this this movie was already in our DNA mm. as an up and coming band. Um, yeah. But it we I remember we it was a little cheating because they told us when they were going to play it. Sure. So it didn't have the element of surprise, but it felt so awesome. I don't. Yeah. I, do do people feel that way about when they get on Spotify now? I don't think so. There's yeah. something special no, about the so. radio. I, yeah, it's it, it's it's live. It's happening at the moment. It means everybody's yeah. listening to it at the exact That's same right. time. That's why it's so fun in that store. Is it's an mm-hmm. electronic store, so they turn on all the different little A radios. Great move. Right. So yes. it starts with in your headphones, then the little mm-hmm. radio, and then they turn on the big hi-fi. You know, yep. it's like it's so perfect. And and guys, mm. mom's friend called Harriet. Mm. Calls, yeah, yeah, I love that. Hi, I hi. love that. Yeah, we're listening to it right now. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, so clearly, guy, you know, that's somebody that has known Guy since he was this big, and yep. so he mm-hmm. had to call Guy's mind, say, "Hey, I heard Guy's song on the radio." You know, and, yeah. And maybe she maybe she heard it at Villa Pianos a couple of days before, but or something. But the, you know, it's 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 just a neat. It's joy, right? And and yes. it's we're not like that today. It, that doesn't happen today. Um, yeah, because of Spotify and stuff like that. You just don't. Yeah. Um, it is so. kind of like an ode to radio also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, that's mm-hmm. a, I'm usually so caught up. I have been always so caught up in this, that scene. I've never thought about the technical genius of it, yeah. which it is that it's, it's, it's set that the 
the set piece is the electronic store mm-hmm. where they right. can it gets from tinny mm-hmm. transistor to more and more robust as they play yeah. it in bigger and bigger on bigger yeah. and bigger speakers. It, it I've never thought about that before. Yeah. To a regular radio to that full big yep. um, entertainment. I can't remember what they called. My grandparents had them. You know, this whole big where it had mm-hmm. the TV and the record player on the radio all in yeah. one big big old box and everything. So yeah. all they needed Chill is bumps. a Sonos bar to make it complete. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes. Put it through the Sonos on Bluetooth. And then go there. Um, <laughs> you know, I also think like that's the that's the first time you really hear the song. Uh, everybody on board, like they did it at the church, and they don't know that's yep. such a big yeah. hit. Yeah. Um, when they do, when it's on the radio, like that's that's like the first time where that where it is the pure joy because when they do it in that competition, Jimmy's like super mad the whole time. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? That's like, true. Yeah. Like, and and actually, Stephen, I was wondering that that this is something I wanted to ask you you about, like in the band, dude. Yeah. Is like that really shows both the naming of the band and then the how a song is supposed to sound and be arranged and tempo and stuff like that. It really mm-hmm. shows it super well. Like, there's um, a band at war over yeah. you know essentially like how we think it should be. I mean, it's a little bit of a pride thing because Jimmy is dragging his butt when he's singing and and then oh, guy man. just keeps he going is, ahead. He, yes, right? he is you know battling I mean? the band during yeah. that first performance. Yep. <laughs> um are you asking me that cuz you know we had drama in the band? Yeah, so that that's what I mean. <laughs> it, that scene really yes. shows a good band drama. Yeah, so that would be my second piece of evidence is okay. that it it really shows the dynamics Kevin, you were saying that the casting mm-hmm. is good because it casts mm-hmm. these different types, yeah. right, in this band. And they that is so essential to the movie mm-hmm. because of what you're saying, Anthony, that it shows the dynamics of a band. There's there's always the most talented guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he usually knows he is. I, I don't think that was true in Catalyst, um, but there, there was some major talent in that band. And some people like me just couldn't keep up with the talent. Um, and so Tim, my former roommate, he was one of the guys I was texting. He, he played, he was the lead musician in our band because he mm. was the big talent. Um, one of the most talented guys we know. Right. Tim Owens. I mean, he's, he's totally. in a, he's in a band right now called West Coast Feed. You can listen to that on Spotify. He plays bass. It is one of the best bands I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, so he's tight. World-class bass player, songwriter. Yes. Yeah. Um, th- I became, my title in the band became the emotional leader. He was the <laughs> music leader and I was the emotional leader. So I was supposed to keep fights from happening. <laughs> yeah. And usually it was during rehearsal that sure. I would be managing some egos. I would be managing different opinions. Even there's that scene where... Jimmy and, um, or is this in the extended cut? Jimmy and uh, Lenny get in a fight. That's extended because I haven't seen that. Okay, they get in a fight during a rehearsal about chord progressions. It's, uh, okay. we, I should send you this scene. Yeah, so now I want to see this. Yeah. This, yeah. Well, well, again, Steven, Lenny's a seven. Right, Lenny's that's a seven. true. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so even Lenny in that first one, he says, no, no, it's great. Come on, let's play, right? And yeah, you know, Lenny's fast. also I the like one that fast says. like it fast and major. 
Yeah, and Lenny's also the one saying, you know, what do you mean you what do you mean you don't want to sign anything having to do with your music? A man in a really nice van, you know, <laughs> a you know, really nice <laughs> van. What's the song on the radio? I'm signing, you're that. signing, we're all signing, right? Yeah. Right. It's like, no, let's move it. And he just yeah. and he also tries to keep the peace, is it, you know, and and mm-hmm. uh so and then off to Vegas, right? And then yep. he, you right. know, it's it's always something on the calendar. There's always something coming. Oh, you're so yeah. right. And did you know I heard I'm I heard a daughter this of the seven, so yeah. Okay, yeah. Steve Zahn was best man in Tom Everett Scott's wedding. I guess yeah, they're like really? still best buds. Like I think that's, oh, that's awesome. really cool. Buddies. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So. And, so, and so you get kind of this, they are all friends or acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But then when you get four very different people, even four, Catalyst was 12 people in this band. Well, right, Scott, right, man, right. you got to have that many people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to have a full <laughs> horn section and a flute, apparently. And also we had a didgeridoo. <laughs> um, and a violin and a jambe, right? All these other things. So um, when you get that amount of people trying to do all the same thing, like play a song and make it sound good. Mm-hmm. You either have to have a very strong leader that everybody knows we're just going to do what he or she says. Right. Which I think is a source of a lot of the tension in the wonders also. Like Jimmy's the leader, but we never actually even talked about the fact that Jimmy's the leader. Yeah. Um, well, he writes all the songs. He right? writes all the songs. So I guess yeah, he's he wants the de facto leader. But it yeah. becomes kind of clear that Guy has more leadership gifts and he's more followable throughout the movie, which I think Jimmy's mad about. And so there's probably 20 sources of tension yeah. by the end of the movie between these guys, and then it blows up. So I love the fact that you see the lifespan of this band mm-hmm. in either an hour 47 or 227, whichever version you watch. <laughs> you right. see the formation... And the the naming, like you were saying, Anthony, which is one of my favorite scenes where they're trying to come up with the name. Yeah. And Jimmy's obsessed with puns. He wants a music pun Mm -hmm. in the name, the herdsman or the... The chords. What was the the chord? chord. (laughs) Like chords in our music. Yeah. (laughs) You know, chords, like chords in our music. He explains it to them like chords in our music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no so wonders, just, like the number one. I said, yeah, I get it. It looks like the Oneaters. Yeah, yeah I yeah, get it. Got it. <laughs> got it. So good. So I think for me, it actually is a pretty accurate, in in the short time they have in this movie, of how complex relationships can be in any endeavor that you're trying to do things together, but especially in if you're all stubborn artists. Yep. Or if you have half stubborn artists and the other half don't give a rip. <laughs> right. right. That is probably the most, like the fact that, like, I think Jimmy is most driven crazy by Lenny. Because Lenny is just having fun. And that's not what Jimmy wants. He wants yeah. to create moody, excellent music. Right. And that is <laughs> the recipe for disaster. Yeah. Are we in a top ten band? We shouldn't be making right. this Rick and Anita movie, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which there's t- uh, anyway. Uh, okay, I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> no, but it. I just it perfectly encapsulates it, and I think the scene where they're fighting about the tempo is everything. Yep. And yes. when two minds come together, both with like a different view, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, and then when like when those two build on each other, then it's great. But if one sabotages sabotages the other, like like if Jimmy was like no, like after that. If, it had been, mm-hmm. if he had been like, no, this song is a ballad, like I said, yep. 
like ruined, never would have happened, nothing ever would have happened. You well, know, so that's, it was the, isn't that the tragedy yeah. of a one-hit wonder? Right. right. If you think about the great bands or the great duos or the great trios or something like that, that aren't one-hit wonders, that, you know, I watched the the Beatles documentary, mm-hmm. for instance, On right? Plus, and so yeah. everybody has an opportunity to give their input. I watched mm-hmm. the uh, documentary on Chicago, um, uh, the band Chicago. Everybody mm-hmm. had an opportunity to, to present their vision and you can make a career out of that. But then when there's one song and and guy's vision is out there and that's why we become big and, and so that's where that's where the problem is right there's only yep. one opportunity and jimmy loses guy wins even though guy's not even trying to win he's just playing it fast because he likes drumming so i don't know right. it's 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 an incredible dynamic i love it i yeah. think that also bugs jimmy right that guy yeah, yeah. doesn't even really care but jimmy that four cares mm-hmm. so much about his artistry <laughs> yeah. that everything then that doesn't line up with it, even how bratty he is, is right, an yeah. offense to him. And he really I, should be ticked at Chad for breaking his arm, right? Because if Chad didn't break his arm, he would have got his ballot. <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, I think they're all kind of happy that Chad broke his arm, which I also yeah. think is funny. <laughs> Well, that goes to one. That goes to one of the ending lines that Faye said, right? You know, none mm-hmm. of this would have happened without you. When she's saying goodbye yep, to Guy, yep, yep. and I mean that in a good way, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in yep. a good way because you know, at the end, she and Jimmy break up. Thank goodness, but uh, yep. Oh, such good stuff, Anthony. Any evidence? I'm sorry, I think I stole your. Perfect yeah, no, scene actually, one. okay. Let me let me drop in a quick piece of evidence then. Okay. I I had two. My first one was hearing it on the radio. And like I said, mm-hmm. I remember being a sophomore in high school, hearing that E flat in Dvorak, and be like, "That's me on my favorite radio station." <laughs> wee, wee. Um, and actually, I'm, I was listening to it by myself on the couch in the dark. <laughs> wow, what? A, again, what a four. <laughs> Probably depressed, also. Totally depressed. I'm, I'm sure. Trying to tape it. Trying to tape yep. it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um. This is like further along in the movie, but it's actually uh-huh. why I wore the shirt that I'm wearing today. Okay. okay. Which is, that's your George bassoon Costanza. teacher. This, right? this is it my, okay, like so, George I, so, yeah. so this is, so on my, on my t-shirt today um, is, uh, this is a t-shirt that one of my, one of my friends made and it's our grand teacher, Bernard Garfield, the bassoonist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I, something I just love and I think is done so well in this movie is how much guy loves music like he's yeah. just mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's part of what bugs jimmy i think it's really cool how there are these two brilliant musicians like jimmy is a really good songwriter really good singer yeah. a really good guitar player yep. right he's just emo he's just like before emo before emo you know what i mean like he yeah. just <laughs> that's um, good and uh just wants to be by himself you know and, and for a mic to discover him and you know um, but guy, I, I love the, the scene when he shuts down the, shuts down the, the, the shop mm-hmm. and then he takes the sheet off the drums and puts on that record and just starts playing along because he just loves that music. And that's Del Paxton, right? Yeah. Yep. I think that he's playing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I love the through line that guy just loves music. And of course I have to bring it back to me. But I really please resonate with that so much that he's like, yeah, I'm in like this one hit wonder band. But like when yep. he gets to like, he talks to Lamar and he's like, 
who's the who's the cornet player in in the yeah. in that you know and he plays some good jazz yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and he's like oh you know okay I'm sending you he to the actually good place. is a musician he knows get that. in the car yeah. get yeah. in the get, car this is where you go and like the joy that guy has when he's watching live jazz drums for the first time mm-hmm. he's sipping a sipping a martini eats that mm-hmm. olive perfect drink um and and you know the pre-meeting rita wilson and he's just soaking it up dude yep. and then but it, it's like for him it's just always about the pure art of the music i guess is is mm-hmm. what i really resonate with and what i think is done so well um because the climax of the movie for him musically is the one hit wonder falls apart, but yeah. that but that's not what he was riding on. You know what I mean? He was riding on the pure joy of music, and mm-hmm. then he gets to meet his hero, which is why I wore my T-shirt because <laughs> mm-hmm. I have gotten to uh, to work with Mr. Garfield a number of times, and it, it was that feeling, like that yeah. the, the line when he was like, ah, "You're my biggest fan," right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, you yeah, are that, that reminded me of you're my den- you're my density. You're yeah, my density. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like just such a classic line. So I just, yeah. I, I think they do that really well. And I don't know how Tom Hanks and Tom Everett Scott like captured that. Well, there's a, there, I, this, yeah. a, 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 going off of that, there is this one part where Tom Hanks, Mr. White is describing to a guy, the band. Mm-hmm. And he mm. calls <clears throat> Jimmy the talent. Yep. But the way he says that to him is almost like he's rolling his eyes. Yeah. Because I think Mr. White knows who the talent is. Mm. That that actually Guy is the most and you see it at the end when he plays in the in the studio that yeah. Guy is the most talented musician and always has been. Mm. But every song <laughs> that Jimmy writes has the same beat. Yeah. For yep. Guy to to play that dum cha cha do cha. Um yep. And then when you get to see him play at the end, you realize, like, Mr. W- did Mr. White know the whole time? So I think th- even I, I, that okay, little moment, like you're this, saying, Anthony, right? like, I th- how do they do it? I think it's good writing and actually really good acting between those two guys that look the same. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To, to be so able to have, say, I you're the talent. <clears throat> overwriting theories on Mr. White's character. Okay. Uh-huh. Remember I said at the beginning earlier, I said, you're always waiting for this guy to be the bad guy. And, uh-huh. uh, and, but there's a scene when they're on their fair tour where they're sitting in a bar and he talks to Faye, you know, and he says, Hey, Faye, and, you know, so, you know, how long have you, have Faye and Jimmy been, Faye and Jimmy? Oh, right. He says oh, about yeah. two and a half years. And is there anybody back in, back for Guy? Well, there's this girl, Tina, and she went off with her dentist or something. <laughs> and so he's already fishing about what the relationships are here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go on and you kind of go on. It gets to the big Hollywood showcase. And Mr. White sees that guy is actually the one that cares about Faye when she's sick, when they're going to Disneyland on yep. the plane. Right. Yep. So Mr. White sees this along the whole time. And now this is deep conspiracy stuff here. Remember on the big <laughs> Hollywood showcase where they go, all right, guys, time to meet the band. And they go uh, um, shades, right? They go, Jimmy, it's like the one sheets. It's right. Yeah. Lenny, Lenny, they called him Leo. They got his name wrong. I like that. Yeah, uh, I love you know, that they get his Wolf name man, wrong. Oh, he's scary. Get off him, too right? Scary. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, too scary. And then they go to Jimmy and the parenthetical is careful girls. He's engaged, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so clearly Mr. White 
put in the Chiron. This is what you're going to say. This yep. is what you're going to say. Yes, Careful, right. girls. He's engaged. Because I think Mr. White knows that that's going to set Jimmy off. Mm. Because you know, because even in the locker room later, he says, "All right, which one of you, which one of you jerks said that we were engaged or something?" Yeah. And it says, and Mr. White says, "The same person that said you had class, mm-hmm. Jimmy," which yeah. means nobody, nobody <laughs> said that. <laughs> nobody said you're classy, right? And yeah. then at the end, when he's saying Jimmy's the talent, Lenny's uh-huh. the fool, Faye is well. Now, what is Faye? And so it uh-huh. gets it gets guy thinking about Faye again. And he takes off back to the hotel to see Faye again. Yeah. I think Mr. White is just setting up Faye and Guy over the course of the last half of that movie. And it and that is wonderful to me. That makes me feel good about Mr. White. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and so... You know, it, 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 you know, it's just you say perfect lines. I mean, that's if I had if I had a second piece of evidence that other people aren't talking. It's... There are so many per- <laughs> there are so many perfect lines in this movie. Yeah. And I think yep. they've just become family lore in the base family household. The lines that have become part of our family vernacular, this is a canon movie for us. It's like our family, I don't have my phone, you know, it's not on my phone right now, but our family group text with mm-hmm. all my kids, all my daughters-in-law, and my wife and I is Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. That oh, is that's our good. that's our name, right? And I yeah. even toyed with the idea. I just became a grandfather about two months ago. Yeah. I toyed with the idea of having my grandpa name was going to be Geach, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's just it's those little silly things that have just been ingrained. And you know, the I, I quit, I quit. You know, it, it's just all these perfect lines that have just. So this is probably more personal to us. Um, yeah. That uh, and, and there's one last final one when he and Faye are kind of like going at the end. You know, was Tina a good kisser? That kind of thing. And he goes, you know, she says, you know, can I ask you a question about Tina? You know, was she a good kisser? And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be ungentlemanly for me to elaborate. Gentlemen, I forgot what you fellas looked like. It's just sure. little things like that. that uh, and, and you smash cut to the end. I would love to say that this is actually the reason, but my youngest son, his name is Paxton. Um, okay. We did not name him after Del Paxton, but is that a, that's a, you know we 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 named him out after a place of peace, right? That's what that's what Paxton means. Uh-huh. Um, but I love the fact that I got a, I got a kid named Paxton, and it brings us back to Paxton. Is. It's just Great. so. So anyway, just just good stuff, just perfect lines. That's why I'll make an argument. Well, um, yeah, and I uh, obviously that's a valid argument we've used many, many times. Yeah, <laughs> as we've as we put these movies on trial. What right. it means to our family, right? Like yeah. if this yeah. is a deep, and that's why I'm really pushing for Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride Part Two to someday become that for Anthony's family. Oh, but so um, good. Yeah, I mean, th- there are just movies, especially when you have kids that just become the ones that are a part of your language, and it sounds yeah. like this is one of those. Yeah, that rules. Yeah. Um, we're probably probably have to wrap what you're experiencing yeah. right now, Kevin, is what we experience every time, which is we have right. 10 more pages of notes that we're not yeah. going to get to. <laughs> I've got three more things. I have to quick hits though, that I have to say, okay, rapid fire, Kevin. Okay. What rapid are your fire, last couple three things. things? Uh, first of all, in a perfect world. Okay. In a perfect world. First of all, I want a sequel that says that thing we did with all these guys back <laughs> doing something Ooh, else. That's called exclamation point. Okay. Question exclamation mark. point. Yeah. What about um, a question mark? mark. <laughs> question so, mark and exclamation point. So <laughs> little, again, my love of movies and how these things come together. I don't know if you guys have seen La La Land. 
but mm-hmm, sure. Thomas Everett Scott plays Mia's boyfriend at the end. Okay. Mm. What I wanted, and this movie did one of my favorite things where at the end they, you know, what they did in their future, right? And they said Faye and Faye and oh, Guy yeah, went up, cards. they got married, yep. four kids, yeah. Puget Sound Music Conservatory in Baybridge Island, which I love the fa- that whole thing. But they had four kids. I would have loved to have had a a, a line from Mia's boyfriend in La La Land saying that he grew up, he loved jazz Mm -hmm. because of his dad, gay, his dad, Faye, uh, guy and mom, Faye. I would have loved to have seen that. That Uh, Last thing, I'm just a massive fan of all these fake band movies, right? I mean, and it's gone back. Uh, The Commitments, that old Irish pub Mm -hmm. band from 1991. Uh, And I've got a list here, but but I mean, Sing Street, I mean, Stephen, you and I already talked about how great Great Sing will, Street is. That will be on the podcast sometime. Good. Yep, oh, Street. I can't wait. And mm-hmm. and of course, throw in La La Land and everything. Whiplash, one of my top ten. Oh, it's a yeah. fake band movie. But if you're talking about somebody that has to, you have to play drums in order to pull it off. Uh, Miles Teller did that, and so uh, I don't know. I can Incredible. keep on going. And the and the semi fake movie yesterday. Did you see that one? Yes. Oh yeah. Wait. Yep. What? I want to hold your hand. What's that? Oh, I want to hold your hand. Is a Zemeckis yes. movie, not a, is it about the Beatles? It's, it's starring the Beatles, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Isn't? Wait a minute. Is Tom Hanks Elvis's manager in the new Elvis movie? He is. I'm seeing it this oh, yeah? weekend. So wait, Forrest Gump mm-hmm. is the one that taught Elvis his hit move, uh-huh. and then he becomes his manager later. Like <laughs> all these things could fit together. So, my daughter and I just watched the two-part Elvis documentary, and they're talking about all the jazz musicians and the studio musicians, and uh-huh. one of them is a sax player, right? It's okay. the sax player that Lenny says when they're doing the Captain Geese and Sax Shooters. He says, hey, guys, look, I'm blank, blank, and he, pl- and he fake plays the saxophone. Oh, yeah. It's yep. the guy that played sax on all Elvis's movies. So I, oh, you know, that's you're cool. blowing my mind now. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. awesome. Um, Anthony, I want to hold your hand is 1979 Robert Zemeckis movie, one of his first movies, and it's about a group of girls going to see the Beatles at the Ed Sullivan Theater, and they couldn't play any of their music. Yeah, they didn't have rights to the music. Okay, because I remember (laughs) watching that with Chad, like um, the, the sister in Back to the Future is in it and is super funny. Oh, right, you're told, yes. Yeah, yeah, right? We used to watch that one with Chad. Total Zemeckis. Actually, that's right. That's a pretty fun movie. Yeah. It is fun. I'll have to watch that. It is a really fun watch movie. It again. Yeah, there's a lot of things you to know, watch again. You know. <laughs> you know what I just thought is that we never dropped, and it should just be dropped as a piece of evidence for for all time for this movie, is the fact that that thing you do is an amazing song and was yep. original to this movie. You know yep, what I mean? Like, definitely. It's yep. the opposite, no offense to James Newton Howard. Uh, you know, Mr. Holland's opus, the final opus was... You're totally right. Lame sauce. Yeah. This is actually a really good song that hit the charts here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, Still and good. the soundtrack was actually like tons of people love the soundtrack. Erin had the soundtrack in high school. She was saying, listen really? to it all On the CD? time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Dang, there's, five, there's five or six really good songs there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the first one that, that opens the movie, Well, I'm loving you lots and lots. Uh-huh. I love, oh, I like right? that song. Written yeah. by Tom Hanks. That song was written by Tom Hanks. <laughs> wow. <right? laughs> Just wow. <laughs> such good stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm one more thing about that thing you do, the song. 
is that it's really easy to play. So Jack and uh, I were playing it last night. I just looked up the chords, <laughs> pulled out nice. the electric guitar, Jack on the drums. All right, Nation, oh. now it's your turn. Is that thing you do, exclamation point, a perfect movie? Now I'm really thinking about that thing you did. That would be an awesome yeah, like, that thing we take did. on yep. a band re... That thing we did. Um, a band reunion movie. That sounds awesome. Um, so... We are wanting to know from you, Nation, is that thing you do a perfect movie? The best place to let us know that is on Instagram. That is where our polls go up to vote. You can also let us know on Facebook, even our website, our Twitter, or email. All of that is to Gomers. Thank you to our webmaster, Adam, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media. Our next movie in September is also one that I owned on DVD and I have in my DVD case. Mm -hmm. The Shawshank Redemption, our first Stephen King, I think. Uh, yeah. And and it goes with our book club theme that we've been going in the summer and fall, spring, summer, and fall. So The Shawshank Redemption, a, I mean, this is a big one. Thomas and, Newman you know, score, great score. Ooh, Cannot wait Tim to... Tim Robbins, that tall glass of water. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Or maybe our is it our first Morgan Freeman even? Mm. Wow, yeah. this is gonna be great. Well, we haven't um, done you haven't done Deep Impact yet, so. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's <laughs> that's gonna we're be saving on that a, one for a very special day. Yeah, we'll we'll do that on Indefensibles one day, dude. We'll, we a hundred percent. And what does he play God in? Isn't he God? Oh, Bruce in Almighty. Almighty. Bruce no. Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yep. Right? Duh. Yeah. Duh. I should have yeah. known that. Yeah. He's great in that. Um, and March of the right. Penguins. Great, great. He narrates in March of the Penguins beautifully. We'll talk about that too. Is March of the Penguins the one where two penguins have sex and you saw it with your mom and you were embarrassed, yep. Anthony? Very embarrassed <laughs> penguin sex scene next to my mom. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> the, the only worse was Mad Max Pertner to Fury Road <laughs> in the embarrassed it with your mom yeah. <laughs> series. We should do a whole series of those. Well, Furioso is coming out in a couple of months. You can take your mom back to that, too. Oh, so yes. Baby, and her teeth are going to be really straight because of all those dentist visits. All right. <laughs> Kevin, thanks for guesting. We really appreciate it. I'll, I'll allow you one final thought on this movie. Kevin, Okay. go ahead. Um, I, I'm not going to use it on the movie. I think it's indefensible oh. itself. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. <laughs> Really, frankly, I, I, you know, it's been such a joy to listen to you for years and not have contact. Mm. And then finally, mm. Anthony, we got Steven to take up the Patreon thing. Uh, yep. this, this is, <laughs> Thanks, guys. you know, and, and it's, it's again, it's not a lot of money. It's not about the money. It's not. But I just need to mm. just want to personally tell you guys, you have really been instrumental regarding, regarding the, uh, the running podcast, right? You know, mm. and I have seen you guys grow spiritually and deep and, and, and deep, more and more in love with your wife and your kids and your jobs and working on yourselves and running is just a small part of it. The fact that you guys love movies is just like, I wish that either you grew up in the Northwest or I grew up in the Midwest 10 years younger because <laughs> we would have been buds, right? Yeah, for um, sure. But we're friends now. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I can't tell you how much I just appreciate little things that you guys say um, mm. that help me through my day and just recognize that there is... Um, we are all connected 
mm-hmm. and it's just a joy to be able to hear you guys periodically. I hope we can do this again someday because I can, you know, I got, you know, I, I'm still on that running journey myself too. I'm not running around the world. I'm trying to, I'm trying to run around my block, but, uh, sure. but, uh, so, but no, you guys, thank you so much. You guys are just a joy. I, uh, I, I appreciate the time on this today and, uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you guys again real soon. Awesome. Well, it's it's just a, such a bonkers thing to me, and I always yeah. remember how crazy it is when we have Jason on, you on, other guests where it's like, or when we get emails from the nation, just like, what a weird thing this is that we do, Yeah, that it brings yep. people joy is just one of the the biggest happinesses of my life is yeah. that yeah. we can bring other people joy. So it's great to hear that from you. Right. Excellent. All right, guys. All right. Thank great you so app. much. I, I quit. I quit. Oh, I quit. Wow. I quit. A little bit no, of don't, don't quit on us, dude. Don't quit on <laughs> no. us. No. Great app. Super yeah. fun, man. Thanks, guys. And happy watching Shawshank Redemption. Yeah.